The show's about to start. Are you ready? to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trunapol. And as always, I'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of Houday Nation and them Cincinnati Bengals. All right, guys, if you found the show, do me a favor, hit that like and subscribe button, smash that thumbs up. It's unbelievable. I'm up to 1,111 subscribers. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Let's keep it rolling. Let's try to get 2,000, then 10,000, then 100,000. Let's get strawberry ice running. Wow, 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 wow. All right, guys, as you know, or maybe you don't know, this show and every show is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. So if you're in a market for a condo or a house or an apartment, or if you just have a rental property that you just don't want to manage anymore, Get T Properties a holler, a holler. They will take care of all your rental property management needs. All right, let's get into this. Cincinnati Reds won yesterday. Seven to six. Very interesting way to win the game. They scored the time on a pass ball. They scored the winning run on a wild pitch. Thank God we have Tucker Barnhart as our catcher and not the guy that they have because he cost them the freaking game. Now the Reds split the series with the Rockies two to two. They are only still only two and a half games out of first place. They're playing peekaboo with 500 again. They're 19 and 19. I said this the podcast that I did Saturday and it dropped today. It's called FU. We like the Bengals with our Alex Sherbert. We discussed the Bengals, the Reds, the Bearcats, all this stuff. And we discussed how the Reds keep playing, like I said, peekaboo with 500. It's not over. It's not even close to being over. We're two and a half out. We are still in this thing. The Reds hopefully you can go on a long winning streak in take over first place and hopefully that starts tonight versus the dance at 640 we got sunny gray on the mound who is 0 2 with his 355 era versus webb for the giants who's two and three with a 474 era now chad brendel tweeted this out earlier today and i try to keep updates on for my bearcat fans and i thought this is kind of cool he said more confident than ever that things continue to move Towards Demar Johnson, join the Bearcats staff in a support role, and Kyle Washington be added as a grad assistant. I think that's good news. Anything where you can get former Bearcats on the on on the staff would be great. And there's something going off my computer right now. I cannot figure out what is going on. Please stop doing that. I can't see anything. All right, there. That's better. <laughs> Start clicking on things. I can't see my own screen. Anyway, but I do think those are um, good moves for the Bearcats as far as trying to keep the tradition and uh, keeping old Bearcats, former Bearcats in the program is a good thing. Now, I do want to get back to the Reds here real quick before we get to our guest. This is the lineup today. He's got DeWink back left field, leading off Senzel, hitting second, playing third base. Now, that's interesting. I don't, 
I think Senzel's played like a half a game or something at third base in the majors. So this would be interesting how he does. But hell, he's played second base great. So if he plays as third base as he's played second base, we're gonna be fine. My boy Nick Castellanos kicked Cablastos is back in right field. Tyler Nyquin is in center field. Gino is that shortstop. And I think he's starting to come around. At least I hope so. Farmers at first, Tucker's catching, and Jonathan India and Southern Gray are at the back end of it. So let's get to today's guest. And now I've had, he's the last one. I've had everybody else from Cincy Jungle on here. I've had Ace and Zim on here. I've had Anthony and John on here. So it's time I got the coach, the man who breaks the film down. He's no, none other than Matt Minchkin. Matt, what's going on, brother? How you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing? Good, 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 good. I, I, like I said, we're saving the the best for last year from Cincy Jungle. We had we had to get you on here, so I appreciate you joining the show. Yeah, glad so, to be here. I just like everybody to, to just tell everybody about your podcast because yours is different than what everybody else does on Cincy Jungle. You kind of break the tape down and stuff like that. Go ahead and uh, explain that a little bit for us. Yeah, so uh, you know, over on the Orange and Black Insider, uh, you know, I, I do a, an audio podcast where I have some guests on, and usually I try and bring on people that are pretty big in X's and O's from opponents or from you know the the school that that they drafted a guy out of, or you know somebody that has a little bit more information uh, and a little bit more background than I do in, in a certain area. Um, but the big thing I do is uh, I, I do videos uh, on our YouTube station. Uh, and I break down uh, different plays, different concepts, different players, free agent acquisition, things along those lines. Um, this year, I'm actually focusing my draft content has been in article format, uh, okay. but I use I use video clips for that. So um, if you follow me on Twitter at Coach Minick, I do. Uh, you will see <laughs> a lot of random clips where I don't give you a lot of information. Uh, you, know, you mentioned John, like. Yeah, uh, John uh, uh, Sands is another guy. Yeah. Uh, they'll put up videos and they'll do like whole threads and they'll talk about them and they'll do right. audio over the video and they'll do all this on Twitter. Um, I'm I'm a little older, probably not quite as technologically sound. <laughs> I, as I'm those with guys you on are. that, brother. I, I'm with you on that. These, these young boys who do a lot of stuff on Twitter. I'm like, how the hell do they do that? <laughs> yeah, and those guys both do a great job. And, you know, they're both uh, people you should be following for that type of stuff uh, as well. But uh, what I do is I'll I'll put up a little clip of something. And usually I don't really give out much information. I'll just be like <laughs> hips or, you know, <laughs> down block. You know what I mean? And, and then people right. are like, is this good? Is this bad? What am I looking at here? Uh, but there's always an article coming. Uh, so, right, right. so I just put those out. Basically, I use Twitter uh, as a method of getting these short clips on, and then I'll, I'll, I'll break them down uh, in, in an article. So right now I'm going through the draft doing that. Uh, I just had one come out on Jackson Carmen. Um, I've already done a uh, uh, sample in Osai uh, and Tyler Shelvin coming up next, uh, probably uh, later this week. It was supposed to be today, but uh, you know, you know how things go sometimes. Yes. I didn't quite yes. get to it, uh, yes. but uh, but that should be coming up later this week. And yeah, I just kind of try and look at um, you know what these guys are capable of. Everything I do too, like look, there's a lot of negativity, mm -hmm. you know, and, and and I think that you can understand it's hard being a Bengals fan. <laughs> yes, know? I've been uh, one for 46 years. I completely understand. <laughs> yeah. So what I do is from a coaching perspective, you know, I'm, I, I, I've got a background in coaching. I've, you know, uh, coached at a pretty high level. I actually coached South Dakota state who just lost in the national championship game uh, oh. this weekend. That was, uh, that was where I started off my career as a GA. Uh, oh, so I, I've got a pretty strong background in that area. Um, and you know, although that involved recruiting, you know, you're not, you're not a GM at that point, you know, you're like, right. you're, you're bringing in the guys you can bring in and you know, to a certain extent, you, you've got what you've got, you know, you can go out and try and try and improve your talent, but you've got what you've got. So the way I always look at things is, all right, I'm not trying to say that I agree with a pick or an acquisition or what they're doing. I'm always trying to figure out, you know, if I'm the coach, and this is what the GM hands me. Right. How am I going to win with this? You know, so right. that, that's the perspective I try and take from it. You know, how can this pick work? Not mm -hmm. was this a good pick, but how can this work? And what right. is the what are the potential for uh, for this guy? Um, and so that, that's kind of the the approach I try to take to it is you know it's it, it's not a oh everything's going to be great. It's right. a 
hey, this is how it could work out sort of, right. sort of situation with that. No, you're looking at it from a real, realistic point of view from, from a coach. Like, say, okay, I brought this guy in, or they this guy they brought in to me, how, what, what can I do to make it work? And this is how it can or can't work or whatever. So I, I totally I yeah, understand and, that. Yeah. And a lot of people will say, you know, like a coach get, just can't say, well, the, the talent sucks because you're just going to get fired. <laughs> right. You know, exactly. like, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, you know, if, if, if you just sit there and you're like, oh, you know what? You didn't give me any good linemen, so I, they can't block. What do you want right. me to do? Yeah, like, exactly. Just they're going to hit somebody up. else that can work with those guys. <laughs> right. So, you know, that's, exactly. that, that's the way I always look at it, you know. And, and yeah, I mean, I've had those conversations where it's like, Coach, this guy can't do it. It's like, well, he better do it because we got we got kickoff at noon on Saturday. So you figure it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can tell you see that. Like, dude, this guy, this That's guy's why I hired you. Hey, I know. I can't do anything with him. Like, well, okay, then you'll be finding another job. Like, you know what? Never mind. I'll figure something out. <laughs> exactly. All right, we got a little uh, uh, question or statement in here from the chat already. All right. Uh, uh, Marvin wants to know about uh, Trent Taylor. Say he's looking pretty good. Do you got anything on on him? I mean, it's interesting because. They haven't really had a guy like that. Right. Um, I think he's five eight. You yeah. know, he's a you know he's a he's a smaller guy. Uh, you know, I believe he has some re- uh, experience returning punts, which is something they need without Erickson. But yes. even Erickson, like we think about Erickson as a small slot receiver, he was a six right. foot guy. You know, like <laughs> like we we've just been we just you know for years we've had you know you know uh, Sadu and, and AJ yeah. Green and Marvin jo- you know we've had all these all these monsters right uh, so we think about him as small so it, it's interesting because you know with that comes a little bit of a different skill set obviously he's a very big change up mm-hmm. to Tyler Boyd in that slot position that, that they're right. playing the slot in a, in a very different way um, so so it's interesting that it gives you d- that dynamic but we haven't really seen them use right. that in the past and that's something we've really seen out of um out of Zach Taylor, so it would be an interesting little little piece to bring in, and you know maybe a guy that you know a team has a pretty good safety that's matching up well with with Boy, and they're playing cover right. one and stuff. You know maybe you, you throw a Trent Taylor in there, and yeah, maybe he's yeah. just a little bit quicker. You know, and, and some of the whip routes and you know double moves and stuff like that. You know maybe he can get open. Uh, you know on some of that quick stuff. So it's an interesting changeup guy, an interesting new kind of dynamic they they could add there. So what, what's your thought? Like a change of what's your thoughts on? Uh, I call him Captain America, Chris Evans. What, I think he could be a potential steal because I think he's another guy. I, I know he didn't return punts in college, but I think he could be capable of it. And also being in the slot and coming out of the backfield, I think he's you know Geo two point what, What's your thoughts on that on Chris Evans? Yeah, I mean it, it, it's interesting. I really liked uh, Travion Williams. I thought Travion Williams was Geo two coming out. Right. Um, we haven't seen a ton of him. Uh, right. Now you've got Evans in there competing. You've got uh, you've got Puka Williams in there competing. Yep. Uh, I don't think Puka actually returned punts in college either, but I've heard that he. I, I believe I heard that he was catching some punts uh, uh-huh. already in minicamp. You yeah. know, uh, so both of those guys are you know guys that have that type of skill set along with Trent Taylor. Right. Um, so you know it, it, there could be a little bit of that, that dynamic with all with all those guys. Um, Samadri, I thought, did a really good job last year. You know, he, he doesn't really I was give very impressed with him. Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't give anything, like, super dynamic in the pass game like Geo. Right. But he gives you – first of all, he, he really impressed me as a pass blocker. I didn't know he was that good of a pass blocker. Right. Uh, but, you know, anyway, he ran the ball very well uh, also. So, I, I, he played a lot of special teams as well. I, I think he's going to make the team. I think it's very likely that he makes the team, you know, who – who's getting that, that third spot. Right. You know, that, that's going to be an interesting competition. There could be, uh, you know, the fourth, there'll be a fourth guy, uh, yeah. likely that guy's not going to be active, you know? So that's no. a guy that doesn't necessarily do anything major on, on special teams. So uh, I, I think that could be a big competition between Evans and, and Puka uh, for that special teams role. It sounds like from, from what we're hearing that, you know, the, Offensively, they want to leave Joe Mixon on the field. They want to get him yes. involved in the pass game. All three rounds, yeah. And and now you're not spending, you know, ten million or whatever you were spending on Geo. Right. So you you can justify all of the above with these guys, leaving them on the sideline, um, and and just you know rolling with Mixon, you know, for right. for sure. So. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's really gonna be interesting to see how they how they play that out. Um, you know how that how that comes about, but you know, definitely some some interesting uh, interesting candidates in there for that that type of role. 
Well, the thing I, I like, and I, I've said this on the show a lot, lots here this year, is I like competition. The more competition to me, the better. And and I was watching uh, highlights of Burrow uh, for the what thing games he played last year, and I forgot how many passes before Mixon got hurt. How many passes Mixon caught? And he actually the highlight reel. I wasn't watching it for Mixon. I was watching it for Joe. But then I'm like, man, he he was actually pretty good out of the backfield. The, the you know the little bit. They used him, so Mixon actually has some pretty good hands, better than I think he gets he gets credit for, to be honest. Yeah, and you know I don't know if it's because Gio's been there that that he hasn't really had that opportunity to shine in that area. He look, he's not great in pass protection, you know, that, and that's a, a big part of it. He's got, yeah, he's got to work on that. That's why Gio was in there third downs all the time. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, if you put him in on third down, you know, you're kind of giving something up. Even if, even if Geo is going out for a pass, you know, like the the, the presence of a mixing over over Geo lets right. you know there's a higher likelihood that he's going out for a pass. So <laughs> right, right. Um, so I mean, it, it, it'll be interesting to see with that. I mean, th- like that is like that's a really important thing. You know, mm-hmm. uh, pass protection for running backs. You know, you're usually like you're cut blocking a guy who's blitzing. And he's not accounted for in another area. Right. Like it's a really underrated thing, especially you know as we look at what the pass game is in the NFL. Um, you know, you've got to be able to do that. And that, and that can get Burrow hurt just as quickly as any problems on the O-line can. Uh, yeah. so, so it's it, it's definitely uh, an important thing. And, you know, like, you know, when I, I was a was a tight end slash running backs coach uh, as a graduate assistant. And, and you know, like that was – we all these guys were recruiting. They were all pretty good. And that was yeah. the deal with it was – you got blocked. You know, if you're not, if you're not pick, picking up in pass protection, you're not right. going to play. You right, know, exactly. Like all these guys are good. So you know that's another benefit to having competition in these areas is you right. can you can put a lot of pressure on guys and say, uh-huh. hey, if you don't do that, it, it, you know it's not going to matter. So, um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. He has, you know, he he, he did some really good things in college, uh, coming yeah. out of the backfield as well. Um, you know, there's some different things that. I, they did at LSU that I that, that I'd like to see from, you know, just just extending the guy and and you know kind of getting him out of there in, in order to get a five receiver look, but out of ten right. you know personnel or eleven personnel. Um, That'd be fun to watch that. <laughs> you can also like just getting him out of the backfield and getting him deep. You know, mm-hmm. like like that's the, that's what I get really excited about is you know when you can get this matchup you. You've got the single receiver side of the formation, so there's, there's right. you know one corner over there, and the safeties are really thinking about the other side of the formation. You know, you run that you run that corner off, and you sneak him out and keep keep taking him deep. Right. Like, who's covering him? You know, like it's, it's right. probably it's probably a linebacker there. It's it's not a great matchup. You know, if you can put a good ball on him, and that, like that's a really good play. I know. Right. Um, I actually highlighted plays when when they when they came out uh, and and. Talked about how uh, they asked Burrow about his favorite plays uh, from LSU that they were going to try and incorporate. One of them that I tried that, that I talked about was a play like that that he threw to uh, Edward Solaire come out of the back through, and I think it was like a twenty yard touchdown. You know, right. like so really cool like goal line plays yeah. too. You know, from from that perspective too, because you get a lot of man down there. Um, we've seen we've seen the goal line stuff, and really mm-hmm. I'm saying goal line, but I'm really talking about like like green right zone, down. like thirty yeah, yeah, uh, but. Yeah, you know, we've seen that in the in the goal line. They ran that. Um, they ran it like twice last year uh, to mix in, and it was basically it, it's pretty much the same concept as Philly special, except the quarterback yeah. threw the ball. But right. where they just where they just sneak him out into the flat, yeah, he, all the he caught it in, the other way, and he's wide he open. Caught it in, he caught it in the corner, didn't he? There's one like right in front of the in front of the corner, front yep. corner of the end zone. Yeah, that's that's the highlight. I yeah, saw it. Yeah, kicked up and yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yep. man, I forgot. You know, you know, it's been a couple months since they played, so I kind of forgot about that. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm the, and that's the part I'm really, really excited about for this this offense. Is like you say, we, you just said we just spread out five wide. <laughs> I'm thinking four wide, five wide. There's not going to be. It's going to be really hard for any defense to double team any of these guys. I think. And that's where they always go, you know, we had the chase versus Sewell debate and everything. But I kept saying, I'm like, look, if you spread them out and you can't double team anybody, they can't stack the box. People are, he's going to get rid of the ball, uh, you know, three step, three step drop. The ball's going to be gone. You don't have to have five Panay Sewells. Our offense, uh, that's where Chase protects Joe Burrow more than I think people think he does. And and, and he gets that deep ball. You got Mixon coming out of the backfield. Uh, uh, Boyd Higgins, it's to me, 
I'm like I say, I, I I look at everything with orange colored sunglasses on. Actually, I own a pair of Bengals sunglasses <laughs> over there. So I think it's going to be extremely fun. I really do think we're going to have a chance to score 25, 30 points a game this year. I don't know. What do you think about that? Am I, am I over optimistic with the offense or, or what do you, what do you think? No, I mean, I, I think it's a good shot of it. And, and yeah, it, it does open up a lot. You know, you can't stack the box. You've got to worry about chase vertically more than you have to worry about those other guys vertically. So, that, right. you know, that's a, a big aspect, a big help to it as well. Um, but he's still a guy who, despite not being a giant, like some of these other guys <laughs> are, uh, he can make those contested catches, which, uh-huh. which works really well with Burrow's strength. Yeah. Um, so that was my thing with him is that, like, he might not be the perfect prospect, you know, and, and if I'm putting together a board for a generic NFL team, maybe maybe Penny's above him. But mm-hmm. I just think he's a perfect fit for this team and for the style right. of the quarterback play. Exactly. You know, yeah. and for and for what they need. You right. know, and, and honestly, like, it's great that he knows Joe Burrow and that, he, that you know, that they had yes. great success together. Right. But if he was making the types of plays and making the types of catches he was making and he was doing it at, at, at Alabama or Ohio State or, you know, mm-hmm. anywhere, well, Ohio State maybe not a great example, <laughs> uh, but anywhere when Burrow wasn't there. Right, right, um, right. You know, like it's this. It'd be the same thing for me. Like it's like that's that's the guy. You know, uh, yeah. he's just such a, a a good fit for what they want to do. And and yeah, I, I agree with you 100. percent You know, that's going to open up open yeah. things up. They can't stuff the box. Um, from a run game pr- perspective, you know, mm-hmm. you you've got the numbers to be able to block guys because right. you know uh, for, for that reason. But from a pass game perspective, if th- they have to declare themselves, you know, when you spread them out, right. And when you when you're if you're dedicated to having two high safeties, you know which mm-hmm. which we'll see more of this year, right? Um, that declares itself a lot faster, mm-hmm. and those guys they're going to have to be farther out, so they can't blitz as quickly, right? And, and if they start creeping up, it's a lot easier to see, and boom, you just dump it off right. real fast. So and they, I also think that's going to open up the run game for Joe Mixon too. If you get, cause it, you know, they always say. Typical NFL, the run game start, you know, gets the pass game going. Well, this might be the opposite with as many weapons we have. I think the pass game might get the run game going. And if Joe Mixon can actually make a cut and it's beyond his first cut and it's beyond the line of scrimmage, that would be awesome because he hasn't gotten to do that in the last couple of years here with the Bengals. Yeah, and we got his boy back. You know, we got we got uh, Frank Pollock. Frank Pollock, yeah. Uh, I believe I believe Pollock's one year in Cincinnati was Burroughs' career yes. year. Yep. I think he had 1,500. Um, I believe I that was the year. Yeah. Led the AFC in rushing. Was like fourth yes. in the league, something like that. Yep. 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 So, yep. I mean, all, all, all these good things. And, and look, was the O-line better then? Like talent-wise? No. Well, I think the O-line's better I now mean, than it was then. Yeah. I mean, to be they, honest. They, I, think they have, I think they have bowling. Um, you know, Clint Bowling. Uh, bo- <laughs> I'm, I'm messing up his name uh, slightly, but I'm not going to get it right because <laughs> it's just a mental thing at this point. But, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, look, yeah. that – that was a good left guard. You know, that was definitely yeah. better than what they've had in left guard the last couple of years. But right. overall, that, that line wasn't better. No, um, I, you know, they still have, they still have Bobby Hart at right tackle. They didn't have Jonah at left tackle. Nope. Um, you know, That's so, great. I mean, I think he's actually got more talent now. And um, it's going to be exciting, too, because a lot of people like Fred Johnson. Yes. Uh, I, know, I like what, him at tackle. I don't want to see him at guard again. <laughs> oh, definitely not. But, yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, like, what, what can we get out of Fred Johnson now? What can yeah. Frank Pollock, you know, let's see how much better of a, of a football coach is he? What can he get out of uh, a guy like Hakeem Adeniji, who mm-hmm. uh, I like him my, a lot. My, myself and, uh, and Dave Lapham are, are like co-presidents of the uh, Hakeem Adeniji <laughs> fan club. I, I'm there with you. I, yeah. I, I like him a lot. I think he, And I like the kid that got out of East Carolina, uh, Deontay mm-hmm. Smith. Dude, honestly, he puts enough weight on what he's already added weight since the season has uh, ended. I think he's our fu- could be a our future right tackle. We, we might not not have to move Carmen from guard. We might be able to keep him at guard, and and Smith could be a could be a right tackle. That's a year or two down the road, but it could happen. Yeah, and and that's the thing is, I, you know, I think the reef signing was a great signing. You know, it, yeah. it, it gives you a buffer. It didn't force you. It it you know made you not be forced to take Penny Sewell. Right. Uh, it made you not be forced to to take a guy you can plug and play at right tackle in the second round either. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know, the Carmen, I actually tweeted, uh, there were whispers of Carmen uh, before day two of the draft. <laughs> yeah, I, I tweeted yeah. that uh, the first 
like I, I like to when I evaluate film, I, I'm always trying to remove bias. Right, right. So like the first time I watch film, uh-huh. I don't like go by like, is he doing this? Is he doing this? And you know, like right, right. like that's just important. But I just try and like write thoughts. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it makes no sense. It's usually very graphic. <laughs> yeah. Um uh definitely, you know, uh, you know, not not appropriate for the podcast. But um but my, the first words I wrote for him was were not good. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> and, and, but but that's the thing is that like I honestly like I was looking at him as a tackle and, and yeah. I didn't I didn't project him to guard. I didn't see anything that made me just go, all right, well, this guy can play guard. Um once Zach Taylor made it clear that he was a guard and the right yeah. was definitely the tackle, I went back and I watched it. I was like, okay, ah. that I see, that I yeah. see, you know? Right, right, right. And, you know, the the, the problems that he has mm-hmm. at tackle, uh, first of all, a lot of the issues I had with him were later in the season, you know, yeah, when the just, you know, was, was bothering him, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he got hot, really high in some of those games and he was a little bit slow coming out. Uh, but overall – he plays. He played with pretty good quickness, like in short spaces. Which, right. as a That's guard, you you're limited. You got yeah. guy on either side of you. So, right. you uh, so phone booth. yeah. So I, I think it really plays well to his strengths, and and, and he can move. You know, mm-hmm. he, he can move. He can he can get out. He gets out on screens and just destroys people. And you know, you know, dominating inside blocker. Um, so I I think it makes a lot of sense. And mm-hmm. if he's never the right tackle. But yeah. it's a he's the he's guard, a, guard he's a, great, a beast of guard. Yeah, that, that's me. fine. Right, yeah. because the thing is, like Malik Wright came on my show the second out of the draft, and he's kind of like, oh, and he he wouldn't tell me who they were going to draft. Then I said, all right, I'll put it to you this way. I said, if they trade back and they draft this guy, which he was talking about, Jackson Carmen, I said, will you be okay with it? He said, yes, I'll be fine with it. I just don't want him to take it at, at thirty eight or whatever the Bengals were picking in the second mm-hmm. round. So that's where I'm like, that, to me, that's the winning move of the draft of the Bengals for them dra- trading back. Adding two fourth round picks and adding the guys we added, I mean that that enabled us to draft a kicker who I think is the best kicker in college. Yeah. And I, I don't care. I, I'm not overhyping this. That was a big move for the Bengals. He, oh, yeah. This kid's a stud. We have mm-hmm. a weapon, an actual weapon as, as a field goal kicker now. So I mean, we won't have to worry about you know Fat Randy coming in, you know, making a 55 yard field goal, then missing a 10 yard one. This kid should make it all the time. Yeah, no, no, absolutely, and yeah, he's got a huge leg. Um, yeah, leg cannon. That's that's what the uh, Bengalorian I think is calling the leg cannon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yep. So I mean, yeah, I think that, that opens up a lot. That opened up the draft and allowed them to do that. And if you look back, um, it, it happened differently. I think mm-hmm. there were a lot more, you know, compensatories, picks, and things like that. But um, they had, I believe, two for three fourth round picks. Two fifth round picks and two sixth round picks the year they took Jake Elliott. Oh, so I don't remember. Yeah, <laughs> it tells you a little something that was like maybe you know, like it's hard. Like, like we, we talk about analytics, and sometimes to me, the problem with analytics in football is you don't always have a big enough sample size. Uh, right, and this right. is clearly not a big enough sample size, but <laughs> it, it does like indicate like maybe the Bengals think we could take a kicker first. But mm-hmm. we've got to make sure we, we kind of load that area so we right. can take care of the right. other needs we need in the fourth and fifth, you know, and, exactly. and be the first ones to jump on a kicker. Because Jake Elliott was Jake Elliott wasn't supposed to be the first kicker taken that year, but he was. Right. Right. Um, so you know, yeah, so it definitely opened up that door yeah. to be well, able to do that. In addition to adding Shelvin and uh was that was that Smith's pick too? Yeah, Shelvin Smith and uh, oh, we, they got a sample too in the fourth round. Those oh, are, oh, 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 okay, that was the sample. Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, so it opened up the door uh, to be able to get you know the two extra guys in the fourth, uh, oh. as well as spend one of those picks on a kicker. Because right. yeah, yeah, like if you don't have those picks, and all of a sudden you're sitting there and you're looking at, you know, uh, you're looking you at the tackles, or, and you're like, yeah. well, maybe we need that tackle for developmental purposes. Right. Exactly. Well, the, well, in the fourth round, let's talk about Shelv, which I and uh, my coach Jeremy would call him Daddy Bayou, and and uh, and Sample. I honestly think those two could be starters, maybe possibly by the end, end of the year, possibly. Well, maybe not because well, Shelvin can move uh, or not Shelvin. I mean, uh, Sample can play inside too and outside. So maybe not a starter, but a big a big uh, rotational player for the Bengals and, and a, a big contributor to to the team this year. Yeah, you know when you look at defenses that are really good, like defenses that that drive your team's success. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the Eagles a few years back, uh, you know, are a great example of this. They are not only good on the D-line, they are deep on the D-line. Yes. Um, well, look, know, look at the the Bengals when we won our five year playoff run. We were deep on mm-hmm. our, on our D line. We we could bring it from every, everybody. So, so yeah, yeah right. So I, I mean, I think you know having that look, they had like no pass rush last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then they they go out to get Henderson, and then adding these two guys as well. Um, you know, now you get some really nice rotational pieces. You've got Hubbard who Dude, Hubbard too. Yep, is you know on, on third downs a lot of the time. They're they're bumping him inside. You know, right. so so that's a great opportunity. That's where you're going to see these guys coming in and playing on the outside a lot. Uh, but but as you mentioned, Sample has experience on the inside. You know, so right. I mean, you know, maybe maybe it's him and Hubbard are the two D tackles in, on third and long sometimes. Right. Uh, well, so that's a really gonna... cool, interesting things that you can you can do in that aspect. It, it, it's kind of ties in with uh, like last year we saw the young linebackers on third down. Yes. And they were like really strict with that, yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, I wonder if if you know I'll go only get to play with these guys on third down uh, <laughs> next year. Yeah, I, I was wondering if they, if they will put Hubbard on the inside more now because they have uh, Osai and they have Sample. I, I could see Hubbard being kicked in the inside way more often than than he has been in the in the past year. Let's get to some of these questions here that I got people sure. asking. Ask the questions here. We keep talking. And I'm like, I, I feel bad if I don't <laughs> if I don't get to them. All right. Uh, oh, that's not it. Hold on a this is the one I wanted. Uh, Orange Arrow, can y'all tell me why other teams have more rookies uh, mini camp days than we did? I have no. I didn't even. Know, I wasn't even aware that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, that's that's a new one to me. I I I don't know. I think they start at different times. Like you can start at a different time, but I'm not. I I didn't. I didn't realize that. People were having them for longer. I don't, I'm not really up on the rules because I like they, you know, like last year we didn't do any of this, so yeah, right. <laughs> like I don't know. Right, if exactly. did it or not. Yeah, last year we didn't have any. I was kind of surprised they, they, they had they had OTAs and stuff. I'm like, oh, really? Okay, we're back to go. that now. All right, here's another here's another question. I I, I think he's gonna start. Jeff wants to know is Jackson Carmer looking good to start game one? I think he is. What, what what's your thoughts? Yeah, I think he starts game one right guard right next to Riley Reef. Um, yeah, uh, and assuming Trey is back, that's a great spot for a rookie to be. You know, between two experienced, very intelligent players with with Trey Hopkins and, and Riley Reef. So, um, you know, so people that he can he can communicate with and he can kind of you know work with them on the fly. So, uh, yeah, I, I definitely think he's the day one starter at right guard. All right, Crip Keeper has been te- he's been telling me this for months. He he thinks uh, Darren Simmons would be a a rock star as a head coach. Do you do you agree that our I, I think you, I mean I'm not disagreeing, but I, I think Darren Simmons is a hell of a special team coach. But he he's always Crips always tell me if uh, if uh, Zach is gone that <laughs> Darren should be our next head coach. If if they're gonna move on from Zach Taylor, they should do it. They should do it early, right? And give him a shot. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, number one, I think he's earned it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, we'll see. I think the Giants have some some other issues. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but we'll see how Judge does. But, I mean, I, honestly, I, I, I think there's something to be said that uh, the special teams coaches, because of how they have to organize things and their, their interaction with a much larger group of people, right. uh, you know, than an offensive or defensive coordinator, I think there's something to be said that, you know, the, I think there are definitely ways in which a, a good special teams coach uh, is more ready, right, uh, to be a head coach than uh, you know than, than a good offensive coordinator, or defensive coordinator. So, I mean, I, I definitely think there's 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 something to be said for that. And mm-hmm. he's a guy that, like, yeah, they number one, if they make a move, he needs to be, he needs to be interviewed. And uh, number two would be if they make if they're going to make the move, do it early. Yeah. If, they, if they know they're going to do it, they shouldn't wait till the end right. of the season because they they should give him right. a shot and, and and see how how he can react in that situation. Because well, um, yeah, I mean he, he's he's a really good football coach and like I said, I, I think I think with special teams too, I think you have a lot you have a lot of situational football mm-hmm, awareness mm-hmm, uh, right. that doesn't necessarily come naturally to to offensive defensive coordinators. Yeah, uh, well, hopefully not. Like I said, I, I have the orange sunglasses on all the time. Hopefully that won't happen. Hopefully Zach gets off to a great start and we get off, you know, to three and zero start or something like that, and 
yeah, we, uh, roll into the playoffs. <laughs> and that's the thing is like, there's a lot of things that go into these things, and, yeah. and I have. I have never called for somebody's job. No, and, 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 well, and, and I, I make that, a point that I won't. Uh, I, 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 have, <laughs> I have, I have, I have for for Lou Armadillo. I still, I, 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 I refuse to call him by his right name till he gets our defense going better. Because I just, it, I, I, his schemes and the, and the way he backs up players, and I just, I, I'm, look, I'm giving you another chance. You've got more weapons than you've ever had in three years here. So this is the year to uh, put up or shut up. Now, Robert's got a question here. Or a statement, I guess. You said the guard from center, or excuse me, this the center guard from Georgia could be a starter too. Now that depends on, I guess, if uh, Trey Hopkins uh, is ready at the beginning of the year, uh, either Bob or Hill. That's to the draft. Yeah, Georgia. I mean, you know, I, I think it's 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 going to be Hopkins, and if Hopkins is is injured, it's probably going to be Price uh, uh, at this yeah, point. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, you know, I think you look at Hill, and you're looking at the future. Um, I don't think I don't think Billy Price is coming back. You know they didn't. No, they, uh, they, they pick his fifth year option. Yeah, yeah, they didn't pick up the fifth year option. I, I think, I think he would like to move on. Um, <laughs> I think there's a lot of there's a lot of negativity about his progress uh, in this fan base, and and you know, I, he's probably better off moving on for 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 for, for himself and his own his own career. Yeah. So. Um, well, hopefully, Trey will be ready. Game one. He played pretty well under Frank. Uh, uh, people forget he played pretty well in his, in his first year under Frank Pollock as well. So, um, yeah, he did. If he's the guy, right? I, I'm yeah. okay with that. To be honest with you, um, yeah. I, I think Hill's a guy though that um, <clears throat> he had a torn meniscus this year. Yeah, and, I and, and there's been reports that like you you're not really seeing who he is as an athlete on film, right. and that he like mm-hmm. I, I think he's like six two or something. Like he's a you know he's a He's a center. He's not huge. Yeah, right. Uh, and, but he like he dunks, like so. He's a guy that can move around a little bit. So there's a lot of potential there. And, and mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, maybe maybe he becomes something. Maybe he becomes yeah. something in one of the you know guard spots. Uh, right. At, that, at that, that's right. Well. I can see that happen. You know, because because you get Spain and you get Sir Sir Philly, which I never I know Sir Philly isn't how you say his name. I can't ever say it freaking right. But that, that's gonna be uh, your your guard. Yeah, Carmen at one guard and then those two at the other guard. Um, so who do you think is going to win in that? And I'll, I'll give Jeff here the the, the his credit. Who's going to win the left guard spot, Spain or Sarfili? Well, what? first of all, let's let's take the next step of this and like think about all these guys we're talking about, right? Like Hill, Adenji, uh Johnson. Like, like uh, you talked about competition, and mm-hmm. like the Bengals are somebody's not going to make the team for the Bengals right. on the O line. That's good. People like that's that, and, and, and they're and they're pretty good player too. Yes, that, yes. that's that's a good thing. Like, I mean, it's bad for them, guys, but that's like, good they're going to get picked up and get on practice squads and stuff. Right. So, um, you know, and uh, you know, Prince from Ohio State. Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't think he's got a shot. To be honest right. with you, when I'm looking at the tackle depth right now, right. Um, so that's a good thing. You know, that, mm-hmm. that you've got yes. all that competition that you're going to get that 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 press in there. Um, both of those guys have primarily played left guard in their career. And both of them, they brought him in here and they tried to make him right guards because they needed a right guard. The hell, they had Spain um, play tackle last year. <laughs> yeah, right. He played everywhere. So, I mean, so like, like it's good that they're, they're going to be doing something they're a little bit more familiar with. Right. Um, we talk a lot about Spain and Spain had, you know, had some probably more I, success than, than Sufilo yeah, has in, like in his Spain. career, yeah, uh, you know, at Buffalo, mm-hmm. but you know, Suofilo played pretty well at guard last year, and and you know, he's probably the third best lineman on the team, like uh-huh. for his performance last year, right? Um, which you know, it's a little rough to say, but you know, but you know, <laughs> when you get past Jonah and Trey, you know, I I think he probably outperformed the rest of the group. So, right. um, it'll be interesting to see. I I think a lot of people are talking about Spain, but I don't think we should look past Suofilo because mm-hmm. I I think, um, he fits well in a lot of ways. He's a good athlete. He um. He's a good processor, you know, picks up stunts, things like that very well. Um, doesn't have quite the bulk that, mm-hmm. that Spain has, which mm-hmm. can hurt him a little bit with the bull rush and some of the, right. uh, you know, some of the power moves. Um, you know, Spain would certainly, Spain looks a lot more like the guy that they're going to have in the other guard. Uh, you know, <laughs> so, I mean, you know, like I say that kind of tongue in cheek, but, you know, if that's what they're going for, right. uh, if that's what they want at those positions, then, you know, he might be a better fit there. So, well, I'll put um, you this way: when they had both Spain and and yeah, guard, our run game up the middle got better. I mean, they they were in there when we beat Squealer. They were in there together, I think, when we beat the Titans, and those are two of our best running uh, perform- 
performance gains. So if that was uh, our guards were rated terrible last year, but I think those two were our best. Obviously, were our best two guards. So you're taking our best two guards from last year, and you're going to make them compete for one spot. That's to mm-hmm. me, that's an improvement right there. That that's awesome. And, 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 and Spain, Spain, they brought him in and had him start at right. You know, they had him start at a position he never played like five minutes later. You know what I mean? Like, right. so he never really got a chance to learn. And, you know, now bring him in. He's got an off season. He's got, you know, he's, uh, you know, he, he knows the guy next to him. He's not meeting him on the field. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. Um, that ha- yeah. He doesn't have to go, hey, I, I, I'm, I'm Spain. How you doing? Nice, nice to meet you. Like, on the field, yeah. they'll, they'll actually know who he who, They'll know who he is now. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely a chance we didn't see the real him because. Yes, he didn't have that preparation uh, right. before. So, I mean, either way, like it's 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 a great situation, you know, having those two guys having that competition, and we've seen in the past, like, like you got to have depth, you know, like so so building that depth is is, is going to be huge. And I mean, that's the, that's the that's the big thing about Hill too. Like, you know, Hill might end up being a practice squad guy because because they've got Price and they feel better about Price or something like that, but. Well, you know, having that guard center versatility, that's gonna mm-hmm. that's gonna help him. Well, you know, and that's, that's gonna that's, that's gonna help him rise up the ranks. There's a lot of guys that they brought brought in this year, offensive line and defensively, that are versatile. And we just talked mm-hmm. about the, the the two guys, you know, uh, uh, Osai and 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 Sable, inside and out. And Hubbard can play inside and out. There's there's versatility there. You got guys who play guard and tackle, guard guard and center. That's that's a good thing for for just your football team in general. Yeah, no, I know absolutely, and you know I think defensively, you know they talked about like the amoeba defense, and you know mm-hmm. the more flexible you are in that position, the better off you're going to be, and and like a lot of that comes with what do you want on the field? Like we mm-hmm. like we talk about offensively, and we were talking about hey, you can put Joe Mixon out, and you can put mm-hmm. CJ Uzama out, and now you're right. running five wide, but now with five wide, you know, right. like if you put five receivers in the field. Like defensive coordinators are going to be like, okay, here's seven defensive backs. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like right. you can match that. But when you, you have that but versatility, it's all single coverage though, too. That's the thing. It's all single coverage. Yeah. Well, it, but I mean, you, you, like you can get the matchups you want to some extent because you know my my sixth corner, you know, <laughs> could pro- might be able to run with your your fifth uh, receiver. Right. right. Uh, but you you really get stuck. You know, right. when you're able to do that with Joe Mixon, you're able to do that with CJ Uzama. Uh, now all of a sudden it's like, all right, well, I can't get in my my dime corner or my, you know, mm-hmm. my my sixth guy, you know. So right, right. all of a sudden it's like, well, can can this guy run with CJ Uzama, this linebacker that I had to put out there really out of position? <laughs> and that's and what that happens. But now you're a linebacker is playing outside. Mm-hmm. So he's not even useful in the run game because they put a linebacker out there to to, to cover Joe Mixon to to get the matchup. Um, so I mean, it creates it creates running opportunities you know, for Burrow yeah. at that point. But you know, right. like, like, like you're not using your your talent the best, and so having versatility on defense allows you to match up with those with those different things. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, Kevin's got a question here. He says, "Is this a do or die year for Jonah Williams?" I think Jonah gets a bad rap. Like that, you have the same, the same reaction I have. Like ah, well. <laughs> so so here's the thing. Like number one, in Jonah's injury prone. Yeah, he was literally never missed a game never. in college. Right, exactly. <laughs> he gets here and he aggravates an injury that you can see if you go back to. I believe he came out as a junior, so you go back to his sophomore year. He was wearing a brace on that shoulder in Alabama, like his whole sophomore right. year, like. It's an old injury. I don't even, like mm-hmm. he didn't do. I I don't believe for a second that he did that. Uh, you know, on site in Cincinnati. Right, so right. look, he, he had something old from college that wasn't really healed, and, and he had to get it taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, that's not even an NFL injury. So right. now we're dealing with he played ten games last year. I don't think that's that bad. Well, I, like, I think they shut like him down. Miss, to be honest, miss games. You know, yeah, and yeah. they definitely shut him down. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's that's the bigger thing. I, I think he could. If we're in a playoff hunt or anything, I think he would have played. And that's the same thing with Mixon. I, they shut him down. I'm like this season's over. <laughs> There's no point in trying to get you guys out here and, and get get more injured. That's where I looked at. Yes. with Jonah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah exactly. And, and, and I definitely think he comes back by the end of the year. But yeah, that's 
Yeah, one one injury that wasn't very long in the middle of the year, and another injury that shouldn't have been that long at the end of the year. Right, exactly. Uh, Royal Royal Flush uh, Royal Flush Terry says, every year we hear about the Bengals waiting to run the ball, or excuse me, wanting to uh, run the ball a lot more, and every year it fall it fails for the preservation of Burrow's knees throughout seventeen games. I think we have to run heavy this year. What's your thoughts on that? They ran the ball pretty well when Frank Pollock was here last time around. Yeah, <laughs> and he's and he's the running coordinator. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, we keep, um, we keep, keep putting a lot of stuff on Frank Pollock, but this is a, this is a huge. This could have been the move of the offseason to get him back. To be honest, I really absolutely. do. And, and and I think, look, I I have been a defensive coordinator. I have been an offensive line coach, and I honestly think at the NFL level, when your head coach is calling the plays. Your offensive line coach is the most important assistant, and and that includes both all three coordinators. Um, so, you know, I think that's bigger than if they fire Brian Callahan or if they fire Luana Rumo. Right. Like that's that, that's a much bigger move making that change at, at offensive line. Um, and the run game coordinator thing, like it's a title they gave him, but basically all these guys do that yeah. because all these the the play callers in the NFL, yeah, they're all they're all quarterbacks. Like, right, exactly. They're, they're yeah. all pass game guys. Well, yeah. if, well especially I mean? so, on this on this yeah. coaching staff, they're all quarterbacks. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, like, like that's they don't know the run game that well, you know. Right. Like, you know, they they all lean on an offensive line coach for that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we should see a, some major changes in what the uh, run game is, not just from a talent development standpoint uh, at the O line position, not just from a knowing what you're doing standpoint, but the scheme is going to change right uh you know it might not be obvious how it changes like you right. know they, they might be they're going to be running the, a lot of the same type of plays style, yeah. same types right. of plays they were blocking but schemes and stuff like that what are the rules you know right. what, are, what are the what are the adjustments to it right um and you know how you know how do you like we talk about the versatility in defense like defenses can move around they can line up in so many so many different ways you know the, the Bengals are running you know they're they're running a three four defense. They're running a, a, a four down nickel. They're they're running all this stuff, and a lot of times, you know, they're running it with the same personnel on the field. Sometimes, so you you can't right. make those adjustments. Um, offensive linemen need to be able to talk and communicate, and they need to have rules. You know, so when a, a defense comes out in a certain, you know, a certain front, a certain position, you know, you're you're saying, hey, you know, hey Cheetos, you know what I mean? And like <laughs> right. that, right? And, and it's probably selling the center to do something, but whatever whatever it means, like they're like they're they're communicating with each other, and then they're on the same page and they're making that adjustment. So that stuff it is huge, and having those adjustments built in for the run game, for pass protection, um, that that's the change that it's going to be less obvious. But I think you'll see the uh, results of. Well, I, yeah, I say, I say it'd be less obvious, but you but it'd be obvious when you see the results. Like yeah, like you like you just said, I think I think Mixon is going to have a breakout year, and I, I just I. Dude, this like I said, I might be over. I, I am overly optimistic. I, that's just me when I come to my teens. But I think this is going to be a lot of fun to watch, and I, I think they've got a lot of weapons. And I, I think, and I'm, I'm not, a, I'm for Zach Taylor. I think he he is a creative guy when it comes to offenses and what to do. He just, and this is what I was trying to tell people before. He, we just haven't had the talent, <laughs> you know. I mean, you could be. I mean, look at Bill Bel, Bill Belichick. He lost the, the you know Tom Brady. What did he do? He missed the playoffs. You don't have the players. You could be Vince Lombardi, and you, 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 people think you suck. You know, so you got to have the talent. You got to have the players. And finally, I think we're fine to. This is the best team that Zach Taylor has had as far as talent wise goes and depth in the three years he's been here. Well, two years, third year starting now. But uh, um, let's see here. Stewart has got. Right, good. I, I, I was just going to add to that too. Like, yeah. not only is it the best talent he's had. Mm-hmm. It's almost no Marvin Lewis, guys. Right. And, and uh, well, if you get rid of Huber, look, I think look, he's look, it. <laughs> like this is really tough. Like, yeah. look, we all love Dunlap. We mm-hmm. all love Gino. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not going to change. No. Like, those guys could be in the Ring of Honor someday. Yep. 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 But you know, when you get when you get down to it, like, if you look at the, like the whispers, you know, the people talking in the corner and all that stuff you were hearing about going on with the defense, you know the. It was all coming from Marvin, guys. Yes, yes. You know, yes, and yes. and the new guys, you didn't hear a peep from. You right. Know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, 
at the end of the day, like they weren't winning at the end. You right. know, like Marvel wasn't winning at the end. You know, you know, Paul Gunther, they weren't winning. The, you know, so yeah. you, you kind of say, like, look, maybe we should trust the players that came from right. somewhere else a, right. little, exactly. a little bit more yeah. with what's right. going on. And, and, and that's tough. And, and you see that sort of thing in any kind of coaching change. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, and like at the college level, like it breaks your heart sometimes because guys, like, they don't get on board with what, what's new. Yeah. And it screws up their chance in their career a little bit because right. it's just right. like, just, just turn the corner on it. Just change a little bit. Um, but, but yeah, so I think that's a big aspect of it is those guys might not have been right for the, for the time anymore. And they might not have just been on board with how things are changing. And now Lou Anaruma has Jesse Bates and his own people essentially. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, now it's now it's really on him. <laughs> you know, exactly. Now, and exactly. I thought I thought last year was a make or break year for Anna Rumo, but apparently, not. <laughs> it, well, but but is it, like honestly, it's like it's tough. It's like all right, well, all of a sudden, you don't have a corner two because I I don't think I, Phillips is a little banged up, but I I mean he definitely wasn't playing like a corner two last year, and right. Lashawn Sims sure as hell wasn't. Um, and you have no pass rush, which I thought that you know we were going to get something out of Carlos Dunlap last year. I, yeah, I thought um, so too. He didn't want. I, he didn't want to be I was here. in the minority that, who thought Gino was going to have a comeback year because I didn't think he was that bad the year before. He just didn't. He just wasn't great rushing the it, passer. I thought. He, I thought he was going to take it. If he didn't hurt yeah. his shoulder, it, yes. that, that really hampered, hampered him a lot. I think. And, and Carlos. Oh, yeah. Carlos didn't want to be here. I mean, that's he made that perfectly obvious. He didn't get along with. With Zach or or Lou or he he didn't want to be here, so that's why I'm kind of like and people are like, oh, we should, you know, it, it, this is what happens when you have a bad coach. Yada yada. I was like, it's one player, and he didn't want to be here. And like you said, the only ones that were complaining are old Mar- Marvin Lewis guys, and the ones and that by the way, they got rid of his coach too. Like that's the other yeah. big change. You know, they, right. they, they 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 were the D line, so we'll see what happens with that. Exactly. All right, man. Well, it's six twenty one. I got to roll out of here because my. Today's my daughter's birthday, so I have got to get out of here to go go to have her uh, her birthday dinner. But I appreciate you coming on, and we should definitely do this again, dude. Honestly, Absolutely. I can sit here and talk to you. I can sit here and talk to you for another hour about this stuff. So, but Matt, I appreciate it. and tell everybody where they can follow you at and your podcast and what you got going on. Yeah, so it's at Coach Minnick, just like uh, just like a spell right down there. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, if you follow me on Twitter, I pretty much put all my stuff on there. Uh, Cincy jungles where, where you'll see the articles. Uh, and then we have the, the podcast you can download on, on iTunes is the orange and black insider. Um, and the, the video version, uh, you know, which includes the, the X's and O's breakdowns, things like that. Um, that stuff can be found, uh, on the orange and black insider YouTube page right now. I actually took a break from it because I'm doing uh, draft content, uh, you know, catching up on the, on the new guys, but I've been going through Burroughs games, uh, one by one, uh, you know, kind of, and kind of looking at the good, looking at the bad, and, and, and you know, some of the things they need, they need to work on. So I'm halfway through that. Um, I'll have to check that out. That's gonna so be good. Yeah. So that's, uh, you know, that's good some stuff. And it, and it talks a little bit about like, it, it, like one thing with Burrow too was it was like, you look at like the Steelers game, you look at the Ravens game, and you're like, mm-hmm. you could see the <laughs> development through the game, right. and, and right. he knew he was seeing things he'd never seen before. Uh-huh. And it was like, Man, did I want to see him have another shot at those guys. Yes. So that's going to be fun to see him get another shot at those defenses this year. Yes, yes, it will. It's it, It'll be a lot of fun. I can't wait till Jackpot Joey comes and makes his his uh, season debut uh, week one. I'll be sitting in the jungle, section 158, cheering my freaking head off. I got season tickets, so it's going to be a blast. Matt, I appreciate you coming on the show. And again, let's do this again. Like I said, I can keep talking to you Absolutely. for an hour, but I appreciate Definitely. you a lot, man. All right, brother. Good day. Good day. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun. Now, I kind of talked about this on the live hit. As you can see behind me, we got the uh, Jackpot Joey uh, jerseys, and I got a couple of them that uh, they that uh, I can give away. And I was trying to figure out how to do it. So, and like I said, I really got to get, get the hell out of here. So hopefully you guys are pretty good at Bengals trivia. So first one to give me the right answer to this one. Let's see here if I can read it. All right, what player... Holds the Bengals single season record for passing yards entering the 2019 season. Let me see if I can even see it here. I need glasses. <laughs> uh, okay. So, anybody know who's got the se- single season passing record entering the 2019 season? It is 
It's not Joe Burrow. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and I got a guess from Crown Apple, Ken Anderson. And that is incorrect, sir. You're not going to, you, you know, if you guys don't like, uh, I'm, I'm not going to give you a hint yet. I'll just, uh, we'll start talking about, uh, let's talk about Orange Arrow. What do you guys think about this? Orange Arrow's um, Fantasy League. And I'm going to get him on the show sometime so he can talk about his fantasy football league that he's doing for um, charity. And he's got a link to his uh, Twitter account. So make sure you guys go check it out. And ding, 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 we have a winner. Sean, yes, Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle. That is the winner. So do me a favor. Um, either DM me on Twitter, your, your address, or instant message me, um, Strawberry Ice, on uh, Facebook. Either way. And send me your address and stuff, and I will try to get that. What size? Because I got like a, I think I got a large and extra large. Those are the only sizes I have uh, right now. But we will be getting more of those out. Matthew, right here, he's the one. It's his 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 deal. I'm just helping promote it. And once he gets the website up and everything, we will do a full blown uh, montage on it, telling you where you can get it, how much shirts are. Because it's going to the uh, Joe Burrow Appalachian uh, Fund, I think, and also the Cincinnati um, Food Bank. Robert, you're right, but you're, but you're a little late, buddy. <laughs> Sean, right here, he is the winner. So, anyway, I appreciate you guys. I'll be doing this probably uh, again this week, so you guys can make sure that you uh, write your name down so I don't forget. <laughs> Hang on a second. All right. All right. So I'll make sure I know who I get the guys. Like, so I'll make sure you DM me on Twitter or on Facebook and give me your address and I can ship that out to you. So uh, it's been a fun show today. I got uh, tomorrow, uh, Dalton Signature is going to be on. If you guys follow him on Twitter, he is a really, really good artist. He does a lot of cool Bengals. Uh, mock-ups with with the uh, jerseys and different things like that. He's a really fun guy. He's a Bengals fan, and he's out in Seattle. So that'll be an interesting interview that I have set up for tomorrow. Now I want to finish or thank the uh, Facebook groups that let me live stream. And as always, Hootay Nation, you guys are my boys, uh, one of the best Bengals groups around. Check them out. Since that Reds, riding third, heading for home. Another great Reds group. Bearcat Country, Kyle's got that play, rolling. Check out Bearcat Country. I'm telling you, Bearcats, where a football team is going to be balling out this year, and basketball team is not going to be too far behind in a couple years. Maybe not this year, but very, very soon. They got the Ohio State Bucknuts for my boy, Jeremy D. Check that out. You got the ice bar. It's my page, my show page. Check it out. It's a virtual bar. We hang out. You can build up to a bar, drink some beers, and talk some sports. Then you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook where I have 1,064 likes, and I have 1,163 followers. I'm also on Twitter. Uh, again, Sports with Strawberry Ice. The handle is Jeff A. Trenopol. That's T-R-E-N-E-T-O-H-L. I have 567 followers. I'm on Instagram. on 90 there. TikTok. I'm at Sports with Strawberry Ice. Uh, Iceman 90. 290 followers there. I'll be pulling the sound off later on tonight. Uh, might be a little later. Like I said, I'm going to my daughter's uh, birthday dinner. So uh, if I don't get it up tonight, it'll definitely be up tomorrow. Uh, make sure you like, rate, and review. Give me a five-star review. Pretty much wherever you get your podcast, it's there. Podbean, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify. So if you can't sit there and watch an hour of me rambling on, you can listen to me for an hour. And YouTubers, like I said, you guys are doing awesome. We are at 1,111 subscribers. I appreciate every single one of you. Please Continue to promote the show. Tell your friends about the show. Let's try to keep it rolling. Let's try to get to 2,000, then 10,000, then 100,000. And like I said, let's make strawberry ice run. Wah, 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 wah. And other than that, as my man, Jerry, not known as Dimebag D, would say forever. All right, everybody, ready? All together. Here we go. Remember one thing and one thing only, and that is... You don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati. So act like it. Who day? We're going to have a fun year. Hopefully the Reds will win again tonight. Two games out. Not bad. Let's go. And other than that, that's just sports, baby. See ya!